What is up everyone? This is Andrew, host here on Agency Journey, and I am so excited to have John McTighe on the line with me right now. John, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, Andrew. How are you? Thanks for having me, man. Dude, I am loving life right now. This is session number six on, uh, we're, we're recording all this through Agency Journey Live, and so I'm having a fantastic day. I, I was just talking to Gray before this. I could not sleep last night. I was so excited to bring all these guests on. Oh, and what? have these conversations. Um, and I'm really looking forward to this one because, um, you are, you're, you retire from Kuno creative, your leadership there for 20 years. How long were you with Kuno? Uh, 14, 14. Total. Okay. Yeah. I was an owner for 13. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so now you're with Riptide press and you're doing awesome stuff, creating awesome content. And I'm excited today to chat about how agencies can put customers at the center of everything. Um, and kind of dig yeah. into some of your wisdom and your story. Um, but before we dive into kind of the deep details there, can you just open open it up and give folks a little bit of your background on how you got to where you are today? Well, it's a long story, as you know, because we talked earlier about this, but uh, it's interesting, I was thinking today, I, I might be the only officially retired inbound marketer in the world. <laughs> that's, that's probably, I didn't think about that, but that's pretty close. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's been about 10 years since HubSpot really rolled out the partner program and inbound really took off. And I was in my 50s then. So, you know, I was kind of a late, late bloomer in this industry, but I've been in sales and marketing for more than 40 years. So I'm kind of a different animal than most of the people watching, I'm sure. But uh, you guys will all get here, you know. <laughs> coming <laughs> so maybe i can help you along a little bit that's kind of you know maybe i can help with with some of that that's kind of my mission in retirement is to you know drop some knowledge and kind of help people not make the same mistakes i did stuff like that that's awesome man and that's why gray and i are really excited to bring you on here is you you have a unique perspective like you've been in ownership of an agency for you know well over a decade um, and so you know what works and what doesn't work. And although you're not in an agency right now, you're still very aware of the world and what's going on right now. Um, yeah. and so I guess kind of kick us off with what are you up to? What are you up to right now at Riptide? Um, and, and what are kind of, what's kind of the work you're doing there? Well, my, uh, one of my collaborator friends, Ed Marsh, who is the, he's a consultant in the industry, industrial manufacturing space, who is also a HubSpot partner, so he's kind of a hybrid. Um, we've been friends for a long time, and you know, when I retired, we kind of talked about doing something together. So we wrote a book and uh, published it, uh, let's see, late last year. And uh, we're still collaborating. We have a podcast together. So it's kind of like two old guys talking about inbound marketing and other things, digital marketing. Uh, so that's been a lot of fun, and that's one of the channels I've been using to try to, you know, just help not just owners but other marketers and salespeople and CEOs and whoever will listen, you know, yeah. to what's going on out there and what you should be thinking about, awesome. what you shouldn't be thinking about. Yeah. Well, dive into that for us right now. Um, when it comes to the way agencies are positioning, the way their clients are positioning, um, what are some, some trends that you're seeing or some common mistakes that you're seeing people violate um, as they go about that stuff? Well, it's kind of funny because um, 
I think it was just last week, I uh, I put together a list called my shit list for twenty <laughs> for twenty nineteen, and you know all the things that I hate. So TV ads, online ads, self help offers, fitness tech, email, personalization, robocalls, retirement solutions, customer service, and customer experience. That was my top ten, and uh, I challenge anyone to you know on social media to, you know, add theirs. And uh, I think a lot of people would have a very similar list or at least not disagree with mine. And the interesting thing is that every single one of those things is marketing. Hmm. So it's something to think about. We're still, you know, back at the beginning of inbound, we were in this mode where, you know what, we're going to stop doing all this bombarding and we've got to really start thinking more about, you know, the customer and helping, helping them get what they want without being intrusive. You know, that was kind of the promise of inbound and inbound evolved and it got more competitive and you had all the content saturation stuff. And so we've moved away from the pure inbound philosophy and back into more of a, you know, hybrid between inbound and outbound. I think most agencies are there now. So we're kind of back to where we were. You know, it's very intrusive. You're still getting way too much advertising. It's not what, and the point is, it's not what people want. Nobody wants this stuff. Yeah. So why are we doing it? You know, why why do we sell this to companies? You know, it's kind of like if, if you hate, you know, school violence, why would you go out and sell guns? You know, it's kind of the same idea. Although, you know, I don't want to get into the politics of it, but you know what I mean? It's it's like this is all stuff that people hate. And so why would we push it as a strategy? Why would yeah. we still think that this is a good thing? Well, when you sit back and you look at agencies, what do you think is like what's the common lie that they're buying? If they are kind of just pushing the same playbook, um, what what would you say is the, the reason for it and how can they overcome it? Well, I think they all rationalize it. In fact, I did too. Um, that you're helping a company grow. So that's that's the myth, is that you're helping them grow revenues um, by pushing ads, by emailing you know people, um, by just the whole lead management process. So you, you convert a lead and then you do lead nurturing. You send out a bunch of emails, you monitor them, you get them on, maybe you get them on chat, you know, and you're st- all of these are touch points that don't really follow the journey that a customer wants. It's your journey. So we're all still looking at it from our point of view, what works for the agency or what works for the company not what works for the customer or for the buyer. Yeah. And we don't even have any idea what the buyer journey really is, especially in B2B. You know, it might be more straightforward in uh, B2C and e-commerce, but, you know, it's way more complicated in B2B. You know, you're yeah. typically talking to a team and you're they're all different. They all have different needs and they all want to hear different things. And we don't address any of them, but maybe one. So, you know, there's a lot to learn about the right way to do sales and marketing. And it's kind of funny because I grew up 
at a, in a time when you had to do it face to face. There wasn't any internet. So you'd have a sales me a real live sales meeting every single meeting you had and uh, you made a relationship and it took a while hmm. to nurture and you'd get to know the people and that would be the reason you won the deal is the relationship. So we you hear people talk about that now and they you know, they dance around it but they don't really do it. You know, yeah. they're still lying on this one off you know, from a distance, remote marketing approach. And uh, I don't think it's going to last very long. I, I actually think this is is going to be a problem for agencies as well as companies in the near future. From, like, from the way you run your agency, from, like, the organizational setup, the way you work with your clients, what can, what can agencies do to kind of put that put their ideal fit client at the center of all that they're doing in order to serve them well and make sure that they're creating marketing that serves their end prospects well kind of like the two-tier of agency separation Mm -hmm. well some of the other guests you've had have been really on point with this i think today and um it really takes a culture shift it takes a mindset you know you really First of all, as an agency, you got to think about your customers and what do you what do you really want to do for them? What do they want first of all? Mm-hmm. And what what do you want to provide for them that's really going to help them, you know, get to where they should not not necessarily what they want to do right now because they may not know, but where they ought to be. Yeah, um, and that includes things like being a better company for the world, you know, stuff like that. So it, it does involve some philosophical thinking on both parts, on your part as the agency and, and on their part as a company. And of course that's a heavy lift. That's like selling culture change to a company. Yeah. You know, which it's is hard. It's really hard. But you can start small. I mean, so people don't understand the value of the customer experience. They still don't. You know, it's it's decades old, the whole problem with not providing good customer service. Uh, but no one, in the, certainly not in the agency world that I know of, is really providing a solution for that. So going in and looking at your actual customer experience and how you provide a great experience, like Amazon is a great experience for most of us because we just go in, we find what we want, we buy it. It gets delivered the next day, no problem. You know, it's great. Um, It's more complicated for other businesses, but it doesn't have to be. You know, it it really can be a lot more focused on exactly what their needs are and um, what their customers' needs are, more importantly. And that involves a lot more a lot more than automation, a lot more than marketing content, a lot more than advertising. It, it involves really getting into their heads and helping them understand what needs to happen to provide that better experience. And if they do that, you get quick wins out of it. You can, mm-hmm. you can reduce churn. You can re, you know increase retention. You can improve. You can get people to up upsell or to buy you know, to, um, expand. 
because their relationship with you is that much better. Um, you can get word of mouth out of that. So you can get additional sales. So there's a lot that can be driven through the customer experience that we're not really even touching that doesn't even involve sales and marketing necessarily. This episode of Agency Journey is brought to you by the Digital Project Manager. If you've ever struggled to get your projects delivered on time and on budget, then take a listen to this quick conversation. Ben Aston, who's the founder of the Digital Project Manager. So ben, is there one root problem that you've identified as the cause of so many of the agency project management problems we see? Um, yeah, I, I think the, the main thing really is that project management seems to be a bit of an afterthought. And I think that because it's an afterthought, it means that projects often are delivered late, they're delivered over budget, um, and the clients are often over-serviced or disappointed because they don't get what they wanted to get at the end of the project. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Very few agencies come out of the gate with a plan for effective project management. So if that's the problem, what's the solution? And I know that that's something that you guys are helping to address. How are you helping agencies solve that issue? Yeah, so we uh, last year launched uh, something called the DPM School. Uh, it's an online training course for digital project managers. Uh, but really, it's a course not just for digital project managers. It's anyone who's involved in leading and managing projects. So whether you're an agency owner, you're the person who's been tasked with managing the project. Uh, this is a seven week course. Um, it's a course that's scalable, so you can spend as little as one hour a week over the course of seven weeks or as many as 10, depending on how much time you've got. But it'll give you a really solid grounding on in the complete project life cycle. So from project initiation right through to delivery, uh, you'll learn how to plan, uh, manage and deliver better projects, projects that deliver results, uh, projects that are delivered on budget, on time uh, and with better relationships with the clients at the end of it. If you want to learn more about the digital project manager and see if it's the right solution for you and your team, head over to zenpilot.com slash DPM. That's zenpilot.com slash DPM. Now back to the show. So we talk all about this, the alignment of sales and marketing. Are you saying mm -hmm. we need one more layer there? We need to align first service or delivery to sales, then out to marketing. No, I think they all need to work together from, the, from day one. So they really need to get on the same page about what's going on at each level of the customer journey. So they need to identify all those touch points and which ones are working and which ones aren't. And then really thinking together about how the whole thing could be lifted up and, and made better. So I don't think it's a good idea to just start with one department and then work it down. It's better to just say the hell with the departments and merge them. So that's obviously a hard thing to do. Yeah. But if there, if you find a company like your last guest was, is very picky about uh, Rob is his name, right? Yep. Um, very picky about clients that he works with, you know, why not? And make, make this whole willingness to change be part of that requirement. Yeah. Um, then you can be successful. Mm -hmm. And people know about this. It's not, this is not, you know, voodoo science. People know about this customer experience stuff, and especially in bigger industries and especially in places like retail. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I th thought about the other day, what's a great example? Well, buying a car 
I mean, if you bought a car even 10 years ago, you know, you went into a dealer and you sat there and listened to their bullshit for a half an hour. Then you went for a test drive and you came back and they played games with you for an hour. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a terrible customer experience. And you can't even find dealers that do that anymore. You know, they've, they've from whatever, for whatever reason, from on high or from consultants or whatever, they've changed that. And now you can actually buy cars completely online. So that whole customer experience thing is turned around and people aren't nearly as reluctant to go buy a car now as they were, you know, even 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So the same applies across any industry is, is, I guess, what I'm saying. What do you think is the biggest barrier that holds an agency owner back from doing this type of deep work, getting to know the problems or the getting really just like getting into a business and not just like prescribing tactics from the outside? What's holding them back from getting to know the, their clients in that kind of a capacity? Uh, well, I think most owners fall into the trap of wanting to make things more like a machine than anything else. They want it to be self-fulfilling, self-propelling. You know, they want to have a process that they can repeat and they can bring people in and onboard them quickly. They want it profitable. You know, they want it efficient. Uh, you know, they, they want it to fit into their agile process or whatever it is. So these kinds of explorations, these kinds of, you know, expansive thinking with a client don't really fit in with that. And it takes a different kind of consulting than, you know, an inbound consultant who's basically just trying to drive, you know, revenue growth through lead generation. Mm -hmm. It's a completely different mindset and probably hard to find people who, who would think that way. Although I like what Rob said too, because maybe you could just hire people who are consumers, who understand the consumer problem, yeah. to come in and teach people how to treat consumers right. You know, why not? Yeah, it seems like the more you can focus in, like, like the best two guests, Rob Bailey and Kevin Barber, I think mm -hmm. do this in two different ways. Like Kevin said, I interview my clients. So like he's he's being very strict about who fits in and he wants that I he wants to work with someone who is driven to grow and isn't looking 90 days out but is looking 9 years out like way down yeah. the line. Um and so the more time you spend with those people, the more you get to know like what are what's the internal culture here like like what are some common things that we can build on? What are some common weaknesses that we need to strengthen as we're working with these folks? So you kind of put that process into place, standardize who that person is. And, and kind of put your team in a better position because you know the type of people you're going to be working with um, kind of through that process. Mm -hmm. so, but I think, I think the first thing you need to do is, is look at your own culture as an agency. So you'd have to build a culture that is completely customer-centric. You know, a lot of agencies have more of a, you know, love-hate relationship with clients. Yeah. The clients pay them the money, but the clients also cause the pain. So instead of that, a culture that is really, really empathizes with the customer 
and and wants to help them succeed, wants to help them become better companies, you know, whatever that goal is. Yeah. Um, and helps them to understand that the, the whole sa- the same process that you're going through needs to go, they need to go through in order to get. It. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not easy, but you know, it's, uh, I don't think you're going to have much time to, to have to get on board with this yeah. because customers are driving it. It's yeah. not, this is a federal regulation or something. It's, you know, I think we're we're all, s- we all feel that we all have that shit list and we all hate advertising. We hate the way marketing is generally done. I think sales has gotten a lot better. You know, there's a lot less pushy sales tactics going on, although there's still a fair amount. Yeah. So sales has kind of learned, but marketing is still pushy in my view. Yeah. So what do you think the owner, agency owner should specialize in? Is it identifying a specific buying process that they want to master and that they want to become experts in helping their clients speak to that type of a consumer? Or like how, how can agency owners apply this principle to how they're coaching and working with their clients? Yeah, so the niche thing is is really interesting because it, it's pretty saturated in a lot of them. Um, I like the niche idea, and I really think you need to look for a, the best possible fit for your team, your your company. And so, my first inclination would be go local. You know, really look around you and see what needs are in your local community and people you can go get in front of because that kind of solves the customer problem is that one of the things you do is you get in front of them you talk to them or you just meet them somewhere you know it doesn't have to be a meeting Um, or you invite them over or you have events or you you know that's that's a really great way to break the ice in the first place but also build that kind of trust relationship that we're talking about um, and some agencies are doing that really well. Like Impact has their big Impact Live event, and Wider and Stream do theirs, in, uh, which is really cool because they do that at uh, Lambeau Stadium. You know, yeah. which is, I would go there just to go to Lambeau Stadium. Yeah, because I was a Packer fan when I was a kid. So you know, anyway, that that's the idea is to start with that sort of niche. Is not necessarily a technique or an industry. It's more something you can get, you can relate to, you know, like your local community. Yeah. Um, that's that's my first thought. You know, yeah. I'm sure. That- well, because like the the differentiator there is just taking the time to listen and taking the time to figure out what are the pains that you're feeling that no one else is hearing. Um, like an example from my cousin owns a landscaping company. And he got a call the other day from an out-of-town number, didn't recognize it, but for whatever reason decided to answer it. And it was a facilities manager from across the state that says, you're the sixth landscaping company we've called, and you're the first one to answer or get back to me. Um, and so, wow. yeah, it's like if, if you just show up and you're willing to have a conversation and you're present with people and you hear what their questions are, like even that little act of showing up, whether it's 
in person at coffee, like hosting an event, like getting face to face with them can be transformational in building that layer of trust that allows them to say, okay, I, you, you hear me now help me solve my problem. Yeah. It's just like Marcus Sheridan keeps saying, you know, it's in his, they ask you answer. You got to be in the moment. You got to be there, you know, and you got to talk to them. And if it, you know, the owner should be the one talking, you know, it shouldn't, shouldn't be the sales development rep, you know, asking 20 questions that, that doesn't work. Nobody wants that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, so things like that. I think from an agency perspective, this idea of niching is some people take it the wrong way and they say, I either need to serve one industry or I need to just focus on one like segment of the funnel and I need to do this. And I think yep. that, that creates more of the marketing that you're talking about. Um, it's kind of that cross section of like, who's the peop- who's the select group of people that I want to serve? Kind of like the blue ocean strategy. Like how do you carve mm-hmm. out that group of people that you want to serve and then just figure out what do they need? And like Rob Bailey was talking about, it's not a hundred different buckets, it's three different buckets. And then yeah. you and your team just master those three things. And so not only does the client get a much better result at the end of the day, but you and your team just relieve 90% of the stress off your shoulders because you're not worried about all the, just the activity. Like we have, yeah. we're overwhelmed with content because we're just trying to, to meet the 12 blog posts per month because that's what the contract said. But at the end of the day, like no one likes that. It's not helping anybody out. Yeah, and it has to be grown from the agency. So you got to sit down in a room and say, okay, you think off the top of your head, what are the top three types of people that you'd like to work for or work with? Yeah. And get get people's opinions, get their passions, and you know, don't make them think inside the box. Don't don't think about the highest profit margin. Don't think about sexy things that you could be creating you know think instead about really driving that happiness to the customer and uh those are likely not the the top three things you'd be thinking about when you were you know building your business in the first place yeah it's almost like get out of your own head and get into your (laughs) ideal client's head Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then you can use tactics and you can use technology. I mean, account-based marketing is kind of that idea. It's a little bit more formalized and it's it's really only used for enterprises, at least right now. But that's the idea. It's very super narrow focused and very personalized. It's not a lot of automation. Um but there are analytics involved, you know, so you can you can track things that matter you know, without being obtrusive, you know, or without being overly automated. Yeah. It's almost like specializing in some of those things that don't scale very well, Mm -hmm. but doing it and doing it to just get to know the common pains and the common, um, the common challenges that those folks are facing. And the more time you spend there, the more it becomes second nature to you, right? Like, once you help a specific client solve a specific set of problems, you're going to get to know the things that pop up in most companies that you're about to talk to. Um, I, I think so. You know, like if you have a really talented designer in your staff, lead with that. You know, design is so great. It's so emotional. You know, if you create something beautiful for them to look at, that kind of sets off their brand and, and makes them more approachable, 
that's the thing, you know, that's, it's not, you know, 20 X leads per month. That's no one really gets that. And they don't really care about that. They care about revenue, but you know what I mean? It, it's delivering something that they can get their arms around that they can get in love with. Yeah. That's I, so much more effective. You know, I, I think it's different though. Like for every, for whatever the group of people that you are serving, the thing mm -hmm. that they love is going to be different. Right? Sure. Like, you got to so, know what that is. Yeah. Exactly. You've got to put in well, the go work. Visit their, go visit the, the CEO's office and see what stuff he's got on his shelves. You know, he's a golfer or whatever. You know, get, pick up clues like that and then work with it. You know, send the guy some golf balls after your first meeting, you know, or treat him to a, a round. You know, I mean, that's old school. Yeah. But it does work, you know. It, yeah. But it can't just be the CEO. You also have to look around and talk to other people and see see what floats the company's boat, not just the, the you know the head guy. So you're saying we need to pay attention and be good people. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> so there's an interesting. Do you, do you know Mark Schaefer, the guy oh, yeah. who wrote Content Code. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of his, and uh, he's actually writing a book that's coming out in less than a month called Marketing Rebellion. I'm so excited I, for it. <laughs> oh man, you should be. I read this, I read a pre-release of it. He had a, a Facebook group for people to read it and review it and stuff. It might, it's called uh, Mark Shaver's Alpha Audience if you want to check it out. Um, he might, he might, the offer might still be out there to you know, download it and read the ebook. But anyway, it's it's one of the best books I've read on marketing in in forever. Awesome. And it's all over this stuff. It's all about marketing to humans and mm -hmm. getting out of your old ways of you know bombarding and digitizing. Yeah. yeah. So it's dangerous stuff. It means that a lot of people are in the wrong place. You know, and uh, so it's scary stuff. That's where First, I want people who have big advertising agencies and all that stuff. I mean, they're going to hang on for a while, but you know, they're dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. That's what like the cool trend of like have like posting all these interviews back on back is from all these agencies. I'm seeing the same thing, and that's they're first of all, it's not the first time we've spoken with a lot of them, but they're in a very different place from where they were a year ago or two years ago. Like these agencies continue to evolve. And an, an agency business model isn't static. Like it's always evolving because the market's always evolving. Mm -hmm. And they're not, the leaders of those organizations aren't static either, but they're investing into themselves so that they can continue to grow, sharpen their sword to better serve their clients. Um, and that's got to be key because, you know, you're only as, if you're the leader, people are looking to you to follow. So whether it's like talking to your market or it's talking to your internal team, like, You've got to be aware of these things and continuing to push change and not be afraid of that, but embrace it if you're going to yeah. kind of capitalize on this stuff. Yeah, it's really hard because you are also the chief bean counter mm -hmm. and you're an HR guy and, you know, girl or whatever. And you're, you're all those hats, you know, and it, it makes it really hard to also be a visionary. And uh, I was really lucky at Kuno because my partner, Chris, he handled really all the tough stuff. 
you know, he, he handled a lot of the sales, all of the HR stuff for years, um, all of the budget stuff, all, you know, keeping track of it. And you have to have that or you're not going to be a successful agency. And so when I joined, I was basically free to imagine what's next, and which is also a valuable role. So You've got to have both of those. I can't do that one he did. So <laughs> not have been successful. And, you know, fortunately, they've put lots of processes in place and so on. So they don't, you know, he doesn't have to do all the work anymore. Yeah. But, uh, gosh, you know, trying to do all those things at once is it's almost impossible. So I, I feel for agencies that are starting out or, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of trying to get over the hump. Yeah, but I think if you can take a grain of salt or take a like a lesson from today, it's like the more narrow you get in the people you're going to help. And from what you're saying here, like the more you just listen to what they need and you, you pay attention to like what gets yeah. them excited, the faster you're going to see traction and the faster you're going to be able to build a business that delivers an outcome <laughs> that those folks are looking for. And that's real value at the end of the day. Yeah, and you guys teach that. And I think that's really – that's your value, you know, is that you're – you're helping these agencies realize that their value is something other than what they thought, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just talking to your customers is, is a key part of that, obviously. That's um, huge. Well, John, this has been amazing. I've loved talking about putting the customer at the center of everything. That's, it's, it's crazy how that can be an innovative idea. Um, but if anyone's listening and they want to learn more about what you're up to right now, um, what's the best place for them to go and check that out? Uh, well, it's RiptidePress.com, and you can just – if you fill out the contact page, I'll give you one of these. It's our book, Common Sense New Growth, absolutely free. I'll even pay the, the mailing charges on it. only thing I would ask is that you read it and give me your feedback. You know, give us a review or whatever. I'm not looking to generate leads here. I'm just trying to – Actually, just trying to meet new people and and uh, help whenever I can. So that's awesome. This, John. Is, this is the marketing, the new marketing. That's awesome, man. <laughs> cool. Well, head over there, guys. We'll post that link here on a comment. Um, and if you're listening right. on the podcast, head over to uh, zenpilot.com. Check out the show notes. You grab the link there. John, thank you so much, man. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you, Andrew. It's been fun. Take care.